0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: Well, you've written a lot of books, and of course, you were with us three years ago as we talked about the art of war. But tell me about this, how to be a modern samurai. And exactly, let's go way back into ancient times. Tell us about the samurai in Japan.
0: Right. In the beginning, there was a Chinese system in Japan. They used to use a Chinese standing army, and they had their aristocrats there, their emperors and princes in the center at Kyoto. And bit by bit, that culture started to crumble and fall away. And in place of it, these private, smaller, smaller armies started to rise up, and these were the samurai. They originally served the empire, and then in the end, they took control, and they still pretended to serve the empire, but for their own means. And for about a 1,000 years, they ruled Japan.
1: They were honored with two swords, weren't they?
0: Now, that is actually, it is correct, but it's a half-truth. Before the 1590s, nearly anybody could wear two swords. The symbol of the samurai was actually a spear or a bow. And even farmers wore two swords. It was more of a boys coming of age got two swords. But what happened was, is uh, one of the warlords took control of all Japan and stopped everyone but the samurai wearing them. That's when it became a symbol of the samurai. It's actually after the major period of samurai warfare.
1: They were very disciplined people, though, weren't they?
0: Yes, they were, but they're, one of the myths that I'm trying to get rid of is this idea that they're very stoic. They, that does exist, and they were like that, but also the historical record tells us that they were sometimes flew into rages, they were re- vengeful, they were jealous, they had tears in their eyes. They were very human people, but their ideal was to get towards a very stoic, zen-like existence.
1: Who did they serve, Anthony? Did they serve the emperor?
0: Well, t- that's the thing they technically did. They're meant to. But what actually happened is that they said their service was for the emperor, but they argued about which was the best way to do this. So realistically, they were fighting for their own power, but they used the, the idea of serving the emperor as their, uh, the cover for getting power.
1: What got you to write this book, of course? Well,
0: it was actually, I put together this team about 13 years ago, and we've been translating these ancient documents because, you know, my Japanese are just not good enough. I got together a team to be able to read this, this really ancient stuff. And I found that most people, it would take a long time to delve into it or break it up so I spoke to my publishers, and they said, well, you need to break this down for people and make it applicable for today. So we said, okay, let's try this one. So that's what I did. I refined everything and put it into this book.
1: How did you tie in the samurai were trying to teach us success?
0: Um, it's because the samurai, even though they're ruthless and they really were you know, a powerhouse in Japan, they were genuinely successful for a long time. So it came about that if they can do it, and it's in the same human world we live in. Why can't we do, or at least take the essence of that?
1: Interesting take on that. Uh, in Generally, what were their age brackets?
0: Uh, right, the age bracket is about the age of 14. So one interesting fact is the Japanese don't actually count from zero. They used to count from one. So, we used to get a lot of these reports of that somebody who was 15 years old. But actually, that probably means they were 14 years old. Oh, my God. There's no first year. So, a lot you've got other times, you've got to think about that. So, uh, technically, somebody who's born in November uh, by one year old, they're actually three because they're born one in November. They turn to two over New Year's. Then the next New Year, they, they turn to three. But they're actually only about 16 months old.
1: Are there still samurai, Anthony, or have they faded away?
0: Nope, they've all gone. They're absolutely gone. So um, the samurai actually dissolved themselves. They became corrupted, I suppose, in the end, or power... You know, the the actual structure broke down. It was actually America that came with a a guy called Commodore Perry, and he basically showed the samurai that modern technology in the American way is just going to, you know, go past all the medievalness. So they started dismantling it, and definitely by the early 20th century, the samurai had all gone. However... Some, some families still know they are from samurai lineages.
1: Were they kind of like the Knights Templar?
0: No, there is actually... Um, so the Knights Templar are a mix between monk and um, fighting warrior. So they are actually fighting uh, religious people in the samurai culture. But no, they are definitely more akin to normal knights, secular knights who follow the king. So the idea is that the Japanese family are the descendants of the sun god. The same as in Europe, the the kings were were, um, put there by god, if you like. So there is a little bit of an extra step to get to the Knights Templar.
1: Did the samurai ever turn on their emperors?
0: Uh, Actually, yes. One of the things that is um, misunderstood a lot is that it was really a vie for power. Now, what you can't do is you can't get rid of the imperial family. That's the special thing about Japan because it's about a bloodline back to the ancient gods. So you can't get rid of them. But the samurai could marry their daughters into the family, they could marry their sons into the family, and actually become part of that. So everybody was struggling for power around this one family.
1: The subtitle of your book, How to Be a Modern Samurai, Ten Steps to Finding Your Power and Achieving Success. Let's go through these ten steps one at a time. Let's start with number yeah, no one. Problem. Go ahead. Control your so mind. Basic... Sorry? It's control your mind, right?
0: Yep. So the first step is control your mind. And one of the major things we have is that most people's minds are not ordered. They're all over the place. So your first thing you've got to do is build your mind into a correct process so that you can go into life and go forward correctly.
1: And also you talk about uh, in your works not to get too emotional, not to get too attached to things. Is that part of yeah. that? So
0: basically nowadays... There's a bit of a divide between, in in culture, should you be emotional, you know, or should you not? So we go back to the Victorian times, the 1800s. People were, especially Western people, were much more, you know, strict in their emotions. But now we talk about putting our emotions out there, but definitely the samurai did not do that. And today, in Japan, people do not show their emotions. In fact, it seems quite weak to do that.
1: It's not easy, though, not to show your emotions, is it?
0: Well, that's where I talk about you've got to go back and start changing the structure of your mind, start investigating how you actually think, and then ask yourself why you're getting emotional to certain things. And of course this leads on to Buddhism and Taoism and all those extra bits inside of it. But if you're getting emotional very quickly at certain things, it's probably because your mind's disturbed at the base that doesn't mean you can never be emotional. I get angry quite often, you know, but it's normally when something hits a nerve that I've not ironed out internally.
1: The second step, lead a samurai lifestyle. What exactly is that kind of lifestyle?
0: So again, most of this book is about organization, and actually it's about common sense. So, But what, the best way I can describe the samurai way is to have, say, 10,000 pieces of common sense that whatever happens in your life, you can pick the correct action, the correct response, and then you can be like, yep, I need to do that. That's what the basis of engaging with the samurai way is. So it's almost like having a, an, a Rolodex or a, a, an index of good responses to different stimuli.
1: Number three, engage strategically with the world. What's that mean?
0: So once you've sorted your mind out and you've started to live you know, in a more structured way, then the world, instead of just going out there and doing anything or just coming across things, the samurai would start thinking about consequences of the future, what's going to happen, how should I deal with everybody, society, just so that they could predict what they could do in the future.
1: Interesting take. And it's a tactical approach too, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. It's all about tactics. It's about seeing what will happen if you do something. So if you go back to the art of war, Sun Tzu says, Uh, a really good leader, a really good person, is not someone who's famous. It's someone who averted doing something way before it ever happened. You never hear of these people half the time, because they were like, I can see those little bits are going to lead here. Let's put a stop to that now. And it just doesn't arise.
1: Do they act differently in, in the public's eye as opposed to their lifestyle privately?
0: Absolutely. There's two ways that they do that. So the first thing is that they would project outwards uh, an image of what they want people to see. So that, And they project it differently, I suppose, to different people. Only slightly, though. And the other one is, if you're dealing with enemies or people you're unsure of, you sometimes project the truth, you sometimes project uh, a deception, but the idea is you keep the enemy guessing about what's actually going on in your life, inside your mind.
1: I would say that our late president, John F. Kennedy, Anthony portrayed that aspect brilliantly, because publicly, he had this incredible image, this presidential image. Privately, he was a wild guy, and a uh, philanderer and everything else. But I mean, publicly, his image was just, as a president, everybody adored him.
0: That, that's a good example of it, absolutely. You have to do that, and make sure that, uh, and, and if you include the tactics inside of that, so he will get where he wants to be, you know, at a certain point, obviously um, it didn't end up well in the end. Right. But, you know, it,
1: yeah, it not, I guess up. not everybody adored him, but...
0: Uh, well, it only takes one, doesn't it? Yeah. So, and that was, that's a good example of how, you know, your, your plans are there, you're in, you're in there, but there's always something at the side that you're not quite sure of. That's why they say, don't just open yourself up emotionally or, you know, let the enemy see you fully.
1: The fourth step, you talk about build a fortress. Explain that. So
0: this is quite symbolic, I suppose, but it's about your house now, and it's about your personal space and environment. It's got to be structured, organized, easy to live in. Everything's got to be to hand, but also it's got to be, you've got to think of it as your private space. So it's got to be defensible. It's got, obviously, without going to sort of uh, paramilitary levels, but you've got to have some form of defense, You've got to have some form of comfort, organization, and it's got to be your space you control.
1: Almost like this is your house and you make it the way you want it. Uh, yeah, absolutely.
0: You've got to make it the way you want it and make sure it fits your lifestyle as well. And it, and, and it can't be too rich. Or the, what the samurai said is don't go overboard. A house is not your main thing. You might have to move quickly. So make sure it's efficient, it's simple, and it does the job, and that it is, impresses people in the sense that people say, this is a solid but simple place where you live.
1: Step number five, follow a way.
0: Yeah, so everybody thinks that uh, basically you only... Um, sorry, everybody thinks that you have to follow the way of the samurai or the way of martial arts. That's not true. Each samurai family would actually do something that they were famous for. You know, it might be the way of crossing rivers or building things or, you know, uh, star charts or even language. So what you have to do in your life is think, well, what is it I do? So it took me a while to discover this for myself. I was like, what am I actually doing? And it turns out I'm actually following the way of the teacher. My goal is to make sure I get this information across to other people in the best way I can. And, And this book is a product of my way.
1: Now, the next one's kind of interesting, build an army. How important is that?
0: Well, if you haven't got a social structure around you and you haven't got people to help you, then you're always going to be on your own. So obviously it doesn't mean build a literal army, but whatever you are doing, if it's stamp collecting, painting, you know, uh, teaching, you have to have followers around you or possibly you follow a leader, but the idea is that you build yourself or fit yourself into one of the systems or units or teams, and that you are a working part of that. Because ancient samurai were based on clan. It was a clan mentality. They were very rarely alone.
1: Next one, of course, build an army we talked about. Understand the way of war. Now, what's that all about?
0: So now you've gone out there, you've got your house, you've sorted your mind out, you've got your followers but then you really and you've dealt with the world strategically so you can actually deal with the world but then you have to think how am i going to achieve my goal i need to plan all these steps and take the correct actions to get there so the main principles of war in asia are uh, basically four aspects its rigidity and flexibility and strength and weakness and the idea is sometimes you have to be rigid in your tactics sometimes you have to be flexible Sometimes you have to be just strong and stay still, and other times you have to be weakness and weakness in giving and let other people take control. And if you, if you mix those four in, you should finally get to where you want to be.
1: It may be one of the most important of the ten steps.
0: I think so. I have been asked, actually, what's the most important one? And the problem with that question is, if you ignore the others, it's a, you're going to miss parts. You've got to build a foundation. Like, being an expert is not... It's like a puzzle,
1: is it? All ten pieces of a puzzle need to go together, or you don't see the puzzle.
0: Yes. You might need to lean more on one or more on the other, depending on what your goal is. But if you just ignore some of them, then, yeah, you've not got it all there.
1: Adopt the way of the ninja. What's that? So,
0: everybody knows what the ninja is, but one of my major, major things I've been doing in life is getting rid of the myths of the ninja and the ninja are actually samurai. There's no samurai v-ninja, that's, that's a myth. The ninja were the saboteurs, the special forces, the spies of ancient Japan, but they were part of the samurai war machine. So you have to... So in this world today, there's lots of people who want to deceive you. And the idea of the ninja is to learn all those ways of deception so you can protect against them.
1: Next one, of course, is kind of cool. Study samurai magic. What's that?
0: So. The samurai are, without doubt, a medieval people. We have to remember this. And they did study magic. So there's different spells, different talismans. And what they did was actually put their spells and their talismans on top of all the other steps so that they could just tweak that little bit of extra, you know, little special skills, which were getting powers from the different gods.
1: Lastly, of course, thread the spiritual path. And this is important, too.
0: Yeah. So there are... Four major, I'm going to call them religions in Japan. Uh, some people will argue that, but you'll understand what I mean. Is You've got Taoism, and you've got Confucianism. You've got Buddhism, and you've got Shintoism. So basically, Confucianism helps you understand what you do in society. Um, Buddhism helps you understand about your own inner spirit and your mind and moving along. Taoism is where you are in the universe. What's your role in the universe? And Shintoism is about connecting with your ancestors and the family, which are going to come ahead of you.
1: And Anthony, you're talking about how all ten work together, but if you're very deficient in one of the ten, will it still work for you? It will,
0: yes, because some people have no interest in the magic aspects or the spiritual aspects. Even some samurai did. But, so th- that might mean nothing to you. So if any of it is really hindering you, you can take that away if it isn't working for you. Even, as I say, some Samurai did move away from the spiritual side. Listen to more Coast to Coast
1: AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.